It is 7.45 on a Saturday morning. That's the time we normally bring in our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's with another wine chat. We'll bring in another friend of ours, Ted Farrell from uh, Haskell's. Hi, Ted. Good morning. Good morning. You're just going to have to settle for the second string just one last time because the big guy is off in New York and he called me about two minutes ago saying he has real dodgy cell coverage. Could I fill in for him? Okay. Well, that's. I thought he may have... Uh, you know, decided to uh, hang out in some villa in Chianti, the Chianti region or something in Italy. But you're saying he's back in the U.S. in New York right now, huh? He's back in the U.S. He tried, almost got in a little bit of the trouble with the Pope trying to talk him out of wearing those brown shoes and bring him back the old papal red shoes. And had a <laughs> massive dis- argument over that. He almost got thrown into the papal brig, but he, he he's okay and back in the state. Well, can we ask why uh, your dad, Jack, was in Italy? Is that is that a fair question? Sure. Well, they did go up, and they were up in Tuscany for a little while, and they saw Villa Bonfi, uh and another one, Cole Tasso. But uh, the hook was he and my mother are uh, in a group called the, uh, the Friends of the Vatican. And what it is is it's a group of people, a group of Americans that uh, often collect up uh, certain treasures and whatnot, and make sure that things get uh, taken care of over in Europe as far as they might have a church that's fallen into disrepair. And so the Friends of the Vatican will go in and restore all the frescoes and the mosaics and the statues. They'll commission statues and whatnot to be sent all around the world. Uh, right, right now in the Basilica of St. Mary, there is a uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe that they commissioned a while back. They refurbished the one in New Mexico. They have one up here in Minnesota. So it's it's a, a little goodwill group trying to get that eye through the camel kind of group with the Pope. Oh, okay. Very good. Interesting. Um, what are we going to talk about today? I don't know if we're going to talk Italian wines. What's on your mind today, Ted? Well, I got a little Italian wine in there. The hook is, you know, just recently we ran some of our numbers on that little famous 6 for 60 that we've talked about for a while. Yeah. What we kind of did is we we developed, uh, for the lack of a better description, an all-star 6 for 60. And these were the six best-selling wines after we did the promotion. So, you know, we put a lot of these different wines in all these boxes throughout the course of the last year and a half, really, or two years, really. But uh, this is really focused on 2021. And what we kind of analyzed some of the sales, and after we did one of that, we looked at it, what individual bottles people seem to like. So this is kind of a, a people's choice award, so to speak, for the 6 to 60. And there's a range of wines in there, starting out with a lovely rosé from the south of France called uh, Chateau Beaumatin, B-E-A-U-M-A-I-T-I-N. And it's such a wonderful little rosé. I mean, you know, not a lot of sweetness, but it does on the nose have that dried strawberry hue. Um, we're trying to be a little bit optimistic and hold on to a little bit more rosé weather. But, you know, what you find, people drink rosés all the time now, all year round. They're finding them very refreshing, very easy to drink because they don't are, they are not loaded with all that sugar that you see in certain blush wines. So yeah. That's one of our first... Yeah, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Ted. Well, you know, I was going to say, that was our first kind of, if you want to call it, that's like a nice aperitif wine. And then also... Uh, what we found, which is a terrific seller, was uh, and here's our Italian uh, influence, uh, Cantina della Torre Pinot Grigio. And granted, we did launch that one right in June, and so that people had all summer to kind of uh, collect that and drink it up and enjoy it. 
So maybe the numbers were a little bit askew, but it's a wonderful, wonderful Pinot Grigio, uh, full with flavor, but, you know, it's light, refreshing. Again, we're maybe sharing away from Pinot Grigio season, sitting on the deck, watching the day go by, but it's such a lovely wine to start out a meal, to start out whatever you're going to do to introduce your friends to it. It's light, it's approachable, and very drinkable. Mm. Yeah, now is, uh, yeah. can you pre- can you predict is six for sixty going to be a year round thing here? I hope. Well, we're we're continuing it. I mean, we keep on having success, and you know, we just it's a great way and it's a great opportunity for people to try different wines. You know, like I said, so many of the people will try a bottle or, or pick up the six for sixty and really fall in love uh, with one of the bottles. I was having a conversation with a guy the other day. Uh, that our last one had Koala Ranch Shiraz in it, and it's Australian Shiraz. And a lot of the Shirazes and Australian wines have fallen out of disfavor. But this guy just just waxed out about how much he loved it. You know, he did a little grilling with it. Very nice. Unfortunately, the Koala Ranch didn't make it into this for sixteen. But, you know, there's a lot of other wines in there. Next, we have the Chateau Millange, which is a great little Bordeaux from the region of Cadillac. Uh, dominated by Merlot, uh, very approachable. It's on the lighter side. So if you do have a friend who's a little bit edgy, worried about re- drinking, you know, a red wine, try that Chateau Melange because it's very light, very approachable, about 85% Merlot. So it's just a, a wonderful drinking wine. But, you know, it, it it's just so much lighter because then we step up and the next day, uh, which is a little bit fuller and richer, is we have a Chateau Diagueville Cote de Rhone. Now, Cote de we love to talk about as well over all the different segments and whatnot because south of France, an overabundance of growth in the Cote de Rhone region, one of the largest, or it is the largest wine growing region in the Rhone Valley, full of wine. I mean, just full of fruit, full of flavor, and it goes well with so much. Uh, and it's just great. Dominated by Grenache, but it does have a little Syrah and a little Movedre blended into it. So it just goes well with everything. You know, this great, solid I kind of sometimes call them that Monday through Thursday wine where you just come home. You're not doing anything special. You just want to open up the Cote d'Aron, sit down and enjoy it. It goes well with whatever you're cooking that day, even if you're just doing light salads, but, you know, roasted chicken, pot roast, you know, goulash, whatever. It all covers across the board. I was just going to say that. Oh, I'm going to let you finish then. I'm going to let you finish then. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about the, the, the Rhone going with all sorts of foods. What else do you have, uh, Ted? Well, oh, two more in the box. Uh, one is the Diamandes uh, Malbec. You know, we always love to talk about Malbec. One of our favorite is Aguari Bay. But this Diamandes is the one we just picked up recently. It has a little Syrah of all things blended into it. But this is one of your great go-to grill wines again if you're doing all that you know especially barbecued ribs with that sweetness on top of the rib uh it just matches up brilliantly and lastly we have uh from california we can't leave america out of this basket of course is uh the fog mountain field blend now you know people are so used to you know people doing blends and whatnot but the more interesting thing about what they do at the field blend is literally they blend Ted, I don't know what happened technically, but uh, we're just about out of time. Can we uh, talk a little bit about Haskell's before CBS News? Oh, oh, but of course, I guess one of my competitors so angry at my six for six <laughs> that they sent a gremlin in to screw up the switchboard. I but, think that's what it know, was. With that, but when you're out there shopping the cities today, when 
more than happy to take care of you, whether you want to come in for the 6 for 60 or come in for our great fall wine sale that's going on now through the end of this month. There's multiple Haskells to take care of your needs. We didn't help you out with anything that you might need as far as the libations are concerned. We have a Haskells in downtown Minneapolis with lots of free parking over the weekend. We have a Haskells in Minnetonka, St. Paul Highlands Village, right Bloomington, Haskells down in Normandale Plaza in the south of Bloomington. We also have an Excelsior right on the lake. I don't think you're adventurous enough to be out on the lake, but you can stop by there. Also a Haskells in Woodbury, Haskells in White Bear Lake. Haskell's out in Stillwater if you're venturing toward the St. Croix River. Also, if you want to go down uh, a little bit further south and stop by our Faribault store, or always stop by our Haskell's uh, Maple Grove location, the largest place to go to buy your shopping spirits, stop by anytime. Or if you can't hit any of those, stop by Haskell's.com. Excellent. Ted, thank you so much. We'll connect with uh, your dad next week here on CCO. Thanks, Ted.